Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Seerah, and much more. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulullahi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Rabbi shrahli sadri wa yassirli amri wa ahlul muqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. Inshallah in today's verse uh, we'll talk about a, a small surah but uh, it's big in meaning. In meanings. Uh, the surah I'm talking about is Surah Al-Ikhlas. And uh, Surah Al-Ikhlas, there are many ahadith from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that talks about the surah, uh, which is referred to Allah Udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Al-Rajim. Qulhu Allahu Ahad, Allahu Samad, Lam Yalid, Walam Yulad, Walam Yakullahu Kufuwa Nahad. This surah, which pretty much everybody recites every now and then on a daily basis. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said about the surah that it is uh, equivalent to one-third of the Qur'an. And uh, of course, it has uh, many different meanings, what it means by one-third of the Qur'an. Uh, one of the meanings mentioned about that is because Qur'an can be looked into as from the perspective of it talks about Tawheed, it talks about the Risalah, and it talks about the Akhirah. So uh, the Tawheed part, which is the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is summarized in just these four very small ayat. And subhanAllah is so comprehensive uh, that uh, there can be books can be written just to explain these four ayat. And uh, there are many uh, riwayat about the revelation, the time of revelation of this surah. Uh, some of them talk about the surah was revealed because the kuffar of the Makkah, they were asking about who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And upon that, the surah was revealed. Others talk about that surah was revealed because the Yahud asked the very same question in Medina. And, uh, and the Nasara or the, or the Christians asked a similar question, like, for example, the people from Balul Najran, when they came to the delegation, came to visit Rasulullah and asked the same question, who is Allah? And for that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, revealed this surah. Now, whether it was revealed at the time when the Meccans were, uh, were asking, that which is more appropriate to say that it was revealed in the Meccan time. And later on, it was one of the ways Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would point out to Rasulullah if there was a question asked from the previous, previously revealed surahs or the ayat that here is the answer for these things as well. And this is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned to, during the time of Medina as well, the very same surah was answering the questions of the different kinds of kuffar because Ahlul Kitab, which is the Yahud and Nasara, are another category of the kuffar. Unfortunately, nowadays, uh, because of whatsoever kind of a pressure people are feeling, they try to come up with a weird kind of understanding of don't call people kuffar. <laughs> While Allah Azza wa is the one who's calling people, the one who are not believers as kuffar. It's not a derogatory term. It is a term used to define the people who are not Muslims. And that's, that's about it. And uh, uh, I'm not sure why the Muslims have to be apprehensive about these things. Just think this way that we should not call them kuffar or disbelievers. Well, Allah is calling them, that should be sufficient for us. One second, the one who do not believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, do not believe in the message of Islam, the message of the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed. For them, it does not really matter what we are saying, what will be their ending, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned to us, because they don't even believe in that. We are the ones who believe in that. And this is about, this is about the, about the day of judgment. 
When it comes to the dealing in this dunya, there's a different uh, issue. We have to deal with them justly as Allah has commanded to us. Okay. Now, going back to the surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the surah, Qul huwallahu ahad. Say, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It says, Qul, even though the khutab is to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the address is to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And that's the case for all the ahkamah that we will The first address is to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And by default, it, the address is to the ummah as well. Unless there is a qarina, an indicator that shows that that specific hukum is only for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, tell them, say to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he is Allah the one. It is Allahu Ahad. So here Allah is one. And Mufassirin talk about that. This Ahad is different than Wahid. Because Wahid, you have Ithnain Thalata. You can have counting. When it comes to Ahad, there is no more than one. That's what I means by that. Here, oneness is unique to Allah Azza wa Jal here. And this Ahad here mentioned at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is one and only one. And then uh, when it comes to this oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that, create, that he is the creator of the heavens and the earth. We have talked about it in the past also, but just for reference, Allah has mentioned it many, many times that even if you ask the kuffar about who has created this heaven and the earth, you will find that they will say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even, even the kuffar, they will say the same thing as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Zukhur. If you ask them, who created them? They will surely say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And how then they are, they, they turn away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is questioning in a, in a, uh, in a rhetoric sense, not that he is asking them, but it's more of a to tell them. Similarly, Allah azza wa jal mentions in Surah Al-Ankabud as well, وَلَا إِنْ سَأَلْتَهُمْ مَنْ نَزَّلَ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مَا أَنْفَأَحْيَا بِهِ الْأَرْضَ مِنْ بَعْدِ مَوْتِهَا لَيَقُولُنَّ اللَّهِ قُلِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ بَلْ أَكْثَرُهُمْ لَا يَعْقِلُونَ And if you were to ask them, who sends down water from the sky and gives life therewith to the earth after his death, they will surely reply Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and say all the praise and thanks to Allah. They, most of them have no sense. So when it comes to recognizing that Allah is the creator of everything, people recognize them. That's not a problem in general. Even the kuffar of the Makkah in the time of Rasulullah when they were worshipping idols, it's not the issue for them to recognize Allah is the creator of everything, but this is the using as a mean to reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? They understood in the time of Ibrahim his father was uh, making those uh, asnam, making those statues that the gods and selling them. The very same people they knew when Ibrahim broke all the idols and left the axe on the big one and said, okay, ask him. He's the one who probably broke him. And they said, how can we ask them? They don't speak. They don't talk. They don't give any benefit. They don't give any harm to anybody. They knew this. So they understood that too. And even in the time of Rasulullah, they understood this idea of these statues that they were worshipping. They understood is Allah is the one they want to worship. Okay. So let's not be deceived by this idea whenever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about the shirk or talking about uh, people are worshipping other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they have to bow down in front of statues they have, they have to bow down in front of some uh, a god they're making out of their hands or something it could be anything it could be even our desires as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned have you seen those people who worship their desires what does it mean by the desire nobody bow, can bow down to a desire Literally, we know that. What it means by that is they are following their desires. 
following other than Allah Azza wa comes under the category of the shirk. It comes under the category of worshipping other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meaning that when we start thinking that they are above Allah, meaning we can, the people who are putting what Allah has commanded on the side and they are abiding by whether they are individuals, whether they are a bunch of people or majority of the people, or it is their own nafs that will come under the category of making them as your ilah, making them as your, the one that you are worshipping. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then gives more information about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says, Allahu as-samad. He's a samad. Samad is, subhanAllah, there are so many, it's a very extensive word itself. Allah, there are many, many meanings defined by the Sahaba and Tabi'een. Uh, Ali radiallahu an Ikrama and Ka'b al-Ahbar, he said, Samad, they said, Samad is he who has no superior. So when we talk about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has no superior. There is nobody like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah has created everything and there is nothing like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then similarly, Abdullah bin Mas'ud and Abdullah bin Abbas and, uh, uh, and other they say it means that the chief chan who's the, the chief the, the, is being the chief is perfect and the most extraordinary kind the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is he is above everything Abu Huraira says he is who uh, he who is independent of all and all others are dependent upon him that's what it means by Asama that what this is who the Allah that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked us to worship otherwise word Allah it existed in the time of the kuffar in the jahiliyyah as well. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's father's name was Abdullah. That is enough of a sign for us to know the concept of the word Allah existed in their life. But they were not worshipping the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted them to worship. Then Allah explains, this is who the Allah is. Not the one you can make, not the one you can buy off the street, and not the one that are uh, pushing you or forcing you to do something. No, Allah is the one who is a summit. And then it was not sufficient, even though this itself would have been enough for us to understand. Then Allah also tells them, because human beings, they think of this way, they try to humanize the, the, the creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, He does not beget, he's not begotten. He's not the one who has, who, who's been given birth by somebody, or he's not the one who gives birth to somebody. Okay, so that shows he's independent of everything. He's not connected to all these needs of having children or having parents or having uh, progeny and these kind of things. No, no, no. He does not need. He's above all these things. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And there is none equal or comparable unto him. That's what it means by, when we talk about who is Allah. This is the Allah we are worshipping. Now, just to relate it to today's time and then inshallah we'll talk, finish our conversation. Simple example to remember in this context is example of Jafar bin Abi Talib, when he was in at the court of Najashi, when they were migrated. Over there, the Kuffar of the Makkah, they followed the Sahaba and they wanted to take him out of, of, uh, of Habasha and to bring him back to Makkah. And then first they gave the gifts and all those things to, you know, calm them down, get the favor from them. And then uh, Najashi was still in the favor of leaving the Muslims over there in uh, Habasha and protect them. Then two of the people, Abdullah bin Rabia and Amr bin Al-As, Amr bin Al-As was not a Muslim at that time. He, later on, he became a Muslim, a great Muslim, the one who opened Egypt even. Now, 
they went back to those courtyard people, the patriarchs and the uh, and the bishops who were around them. They told them, okay, you know what? Why don't you ask them what they say about Isa alayhi salatu wasalam? Ask them about Isa alayhi salam. Because they knew that they were the ones who are uh, the followers of Christianity and they believed in Isa alayhi salam as the son of, son of, uh, son of God. Uh, so this, is, this was their belief system. So they wanted to show them, look, these people do not believe in it. They, they think, oh, uh, Isa alayhi salam is just a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now, Jafar bin Abi Talib, he stood up when this question was asked and he said very clearly as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said, what Rasulullah taught them. He did not try to change the subject, did not try to deviate from the truth. He said it very clearly, he is nothing but the Prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is what Islam has taught us. So look, they were the one who were ruled by Christian kings. In front of them, you are talking about, you. he could have been kicked out from Habasha. Those Sahaba could have been kicked out and they could have been ended up the same persecution or worse in Mecca. But they did not deviate from it. So now today's life, it's nothing, people will not be arguing with us about Isa is the son of God or not. Now today is the issue is who's the one who's going to make the laws? It's no more Christian king or patriarchs or the bishops. Now it's secularism. Now it's a man-made laws. What does Islam say about that? Are we going to say, oh, Islam is embedded in secularism? Or are we going to say what Islam says? That in hukm illa lillah, hukm belongs to only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's up to us. Allah has given us the choice. Allah has given us the haq. And we have to speak the haq here. Let's not uh, distort the message of Islam and be truthful to ourselves, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and even to the people we are giving the message to. Because that's on our neck. We are meeting all those non-Muslims around us. Are we giving them the truth or we are giving them the distorted version of Islam? We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the correct understanding of the deen and we can convey this message to the people who do not have this message and give them the guidance. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.